This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome back, Happy Hour listeners. It's been another wild, wild week. (laughs) I was going to say in the West, but we are now in Canada. And we have so much to cover from last night's episode because as as on par with The Bachelor, there was a lot of drama that we saw. Yes, Becca, last night's episode was definitely intense, but I am so excited that we have Gabby here today because we saw a bit more of a serious side to her. You know, a lot of the girls have come in and said she's the funniest in the house, but she definitely has depth too, and I want to dive in with her more. I also am so excited to talk about this episode because we were in Toronto, my home city. That's what I was thinking about the entire time. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Serena's been to these places or could give them recommendations. (laughs) anywhere um it was it was fun to see the hometown and so i can't wait to get into it with both you and gabby because she obviously got that first one-on-one in the new country but before we do that let's just get into last night's episode and we have to do my favorite moment for you serena our favorite fashion moment Woo! 
All right, let's get right. I don't know if that, I don't know if that like pumped that. you up or not. I did. It did pump me up. Honestly, I want that audio every single week from you. I expect it every week now and nonetheless. Okay, I I wish we could show a photo of my notes right now because it is such a mess on this page because there was so many amazing fashion moments that I was just writing them down constantly. But I think I've narrowed them down to my favorites and I'm really excited to share them with you. So let's hear we're going to start off. Let's start off with we're going to go chronologically this week. So mm-hmm. night, my favorite night look was Serene on her one-on-one date right at the top of the episode. I thought that her black cocktail dress was such a staple dress. It was kind of close to the knee, form-fitting. But what I love that she did was it had a, I think it was like a, like a sparkly silver, like bedazzled like strap, mm-hmm. and it matched her shoe and her earrings so well. So it just really tied the whole look together with, you know, all of the the glitz and glam, but kind of elevated that, you know, classic staple cocktail dress. Mm-hmm. Then my day look, you're going to be very excited about this one, Becca, because it's going <laughs> to our girl, Marlena. Yeah. I love her. I'm I such love a fan. Her so much. <laughs> Every week, I don't think I can get more obsessed with her, and I do. Mm-hmm. But this day um, portion of this group date, I'm not going chronologically, but you know, my bad. Um, It was so many fashion moments. We saw so many trends on this date. We saw these long trench coats. We saw Rachel with a really gorgeous beige cutout shirt. Um, But Marlena takes cake for me. She's rocking denim on denim and platform shoes. She's hitting two major 2020 trends. And it just stood out for me. It was this all black outfit, but really pieced together in a very cool, stylish way. Perfect for the distillery district where they filmed this date. And last but not least, my rose ceremony look. I'm going to give two honorable mentions because there were so many great outfits. And then I'm going to give you my top one. Okay. So shout out to Teddy. She was in a beautiful magenta slip dress Mm -hmm. with an awesome shoe. I wish we had seen more of that. I caught a glimpse of it and I wrote it down. And Genevieve had a great gold form-fitting, very um, elegant gown on with – I loved her earring pairing with this dress. But – I hate to do this, but I have to. I My think favorite, I know who you're going to give it to. I think, I think you I do, know. too. I think I know. I think you do, too. And it hurts me to do it, but I have to. My go-to rose ceremony look, best dress of the night, was Shanae Becca. <laughs> It was. I could see my face right now. <laughs> and I, I tried to not do it. There were so many great looks, but I have to. I, I was obsessed with her dress. I was obsessed with the whole look. I thought it was trendy. It was chic. It was flattering. It stood out to me. She's bringing in the gold with her blonde hair, everything about it. I loved the look. So, yeah, Sinead's taking my best dress at the rose ceremony. I knew you were going to say it right when you paused. I was like, oh, I know it's coming. I want to add on to, well, not to Sinead's look, but again to Serene at that cocktail, or, yeah, the cocktail party at the rose ceremony, she was wearing, it was like this chartreuse mustard. Yes, and she had, like, a square or a rectangle chunky gold earring with it. Yes, and that color was beautiful. But the top, like, the cut of the and the fit of that, dress was so beautiful it was like one side I think had the thinner spaghetti strap the other side yeah. had the the thicker tank strap but it was just so in be- that color I'm like uh, where is she finding I just need to dm Serene I think to get 
her style picks and and just where she shops because she is just knocking it out of the ballpark for me every single week. She is. She is. Some really great looks. And she got the rose on that one-on-one date. So lots more good fashion looks from Serena and the women to come. I can't wait. Well, now is the time. You know, it's been fun. We've covered some fabric, some fashion, but we got to get into the down and dirty. Thank God. Let me just say this. Thank God we did not talk about shrimp this week. Okay. I was such like, a if, relief. If we need to hear the women bickering about shrimp anymore, I, I'm going to turn off the TV. But just like the past couple weeks, of course, we went into the middle of an episode where there's still drama happening. Um, just like last week, though, one of my issues with Clayton was that he didn't seem to be asking enough questions to gain clarity on any sort of situation involving Shanae. And that carried into this week. And I I think I left even more frustrated because we saw some great women who I think I would say deserved to be there, who I think are actually serious and ready to be in a long-lasting relationship go home. And that was very unfortunate. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, the women who went home this past week, I think it probably came down to a lack of a connection, but it's unfortunate that someone went home and maybe just didn't get a fair shot overall because so much of Clayton's time has gone to Shanae. I mean, did we even see him talk to anyone else other than, you know, that group chat conversation with the women and then Shanae? No, no. And that's what I was thinking was weird because they – from a bystander they didn't cancel that cocktail party it made it look like they had the party still but it was very condensed it seemed like those were the only two conversations which i understand from a tv aspect of like you have so much to condense in one episode now because you started at the middle in the middle of a cocktail party but it's there at this point i'm like there's so many women here that like i'll see bits and pieces of but not enough of and not him conversing with so I'm like I don't even know who half these women are still unless you've been on a one-on-one or involved directly in the Sinead drama like they're not getting any airtime yeah you know what I'm gonna say about the Sinead thing that I want to I just want to point this out and this is not me being pro Sinead I do not condone her behavior but something that I think she did that I was actually surprised she did this and it definitely worked in her favor was when Clayton pulled her aside. She sat down and went, yeah, I went, I yelled at the girls and I threw the trophy in the pond. Mm -hmm. That was, in my opinion, the best, the only thing she could have done to maybe make Clayton feel like he could trust her because he was like, oh yeah, this story lines up with this story. You know, she's being honest. She went and apologized to the girls, but I just don't know how he is not fed up with it at this point. Well, right. And that's where I think not only my frustration lies, but I'm sure many of our viewers and he's going to hear it about he's going to hear it from the world this week. And I feel bad because I kind of know what's to come for him. But at this point, like you've had what eight women talk to you directly, telling you the situation, how she was behaving, what she said, what her actions were. Obviously not somebody that I'm assuming Clayton would want to be in a relationship with and like has as a future wife, but yet he still chose to keep her. It's still again unfortunate that she's gotten this far based upon everything she's saying and doing and just really I think like really working him over, really working the girls over, being very catty, very two-faced, 
pretending to be one way in front of them and then going and talking mad, mad shit in all of her interviews. Well, when we were watching her give her crying apology, I was like, I want the ITM. Where's this ITM? Because I was like, you knew. she is either going to go into ITM and be genuine, which I highly doubt. But I was waiting for the ITM because I felt like she was going to go and be like, I fake cried. I pulled mm-hmm. one over on them once mm-hmm. again. But I mean, at the end of the day, I really don't think Clayton and Shanae have that strong connection with or without the drama, I just don't really see it between them. Yeah. So if she makes it past this two-on-one, I will be absolutely floored. Uh, it, honestly, if she makes it past the two-on-one, I'm going to question Clayton. All I'm calling like, Clayton. I'm calling uh, yeah. Clayton with a lot of questions. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. All I got to say is after all this Shanae stuff, I cannot wait for Women Tell All because it is going to be probably the most heated Women Tell All we've ever seen. It's going to be going to be so good. Like I I'm a little bit scared. I'm not going to lie. Like I am worried for, for Shanae at Women Tell All after everything is said and done. She will not is, hear the end of it. The weird thing is, is I don't think Shanae's worried for Shanae. I think Shanae's just decided, you know what? I'm just going to lean into this until the day I die. Oh, gosh. I just there's got to be some part, though, that like still cares about just being a kind human, right? Like, I can't imagine her being okay with now seeing how everything has played out so far and the mad shit she's talked and how she keeps her for it. She doesn't even call these this group of women women anymore. She literally only refers to them as bitches, which is not okay in itself. Yeah, it will be a very interesting episode. And I, what? So we're on episode five so we're not that far out from Women Tell All. We're creeping Mm-mm. up. Mm-hmm. It's going to wow. come up quick. I mean, yeah, we're already almost halfway done with the season, which seems crazy in itself because I feel like we just started it. But uh, I feel like each week we say we have so, there's so much still to come. There's so much still to watch. But like every week I get thrown for a loop and it just keeps, you know, at this point, it's just I'm ready for the Shanae story to be done and for like the actual love stories to unfold. I think it's time. Well, I think we deserve like that. We do deserve it, Becca. And it does feel like we're at that turning point where the drama has kind of peaked and we're hopefully seeing the end of it in next Mm -hmm. week's episode. And kind of the love stories are on the rise. I mean, this episode, even though it was filled with drama, I really felt like we got to see a lot of his connections. I mean, Mm -hmm. Rachel, Susie, Serene, Gabby. I mean, there's a lot of girls that you can tell he has strong, strong feelings for. Definitely. Um, Before we bring on Gabby, I want to get your favorite, because obviously they filmed in Toronto, your hometown. You know the area. Was there anything that stuck out to you that you were like, I used to go there. This is my spot. Oh, my God. Becca, I I will talk about this all day. I was so dorkily excited watching this episode. So the Toronto sign is um, in like a main spot in Toronto and there's like an ice skating rink there in the winter. And then they went through like, you might've seen the fountain with all the little doggies on it. Mm -hmm. That is like, I used to walk past that every day when I was going to do my post-grad program at George Brown College, which is like a few blocks up. And I'm trying to think, oh, where they filmed the group date, that is the distillery district. So it's this really cute little area in downtown Toronto. It's like all cobblestones and brick, and it looks almost like somewhat European. So that's Mm -hmm. really pretty. I'm trying to even think. Gabby, I don't know what the heck was up with her date. I just feel like, you know, no shade to the show, but guys, Serena (laughs) P, 
hometown date, hockey. Blake Moynes, hometown date, hockey. Gabby's Canada date, hockey. Canada, and specifically Toronto, has so much more to offer you guys <laughs> than just some quick rookie hockey matches. Yes. When I think of Canada, I don't know if this is actually accurate, but I think of poutine, which you had on your date, didn't you, on your hometown date? Didn't you, Yes, Matt, we did poutine? poutine. We did poutine. And we did have beaver tails. We just, um, yes. I don't think that got shown. But those were really good. Yeah. I guess she did get to go in a helicopter, which was kind of like the main event. At least they're finally able to travel internationally. That made me happy. Well, I guess Michelle season did too. But it's just fun to see new places, especially for you being from your hometown. I remember feeling like that on Michelle's season when they were in Minneapolis. I was like, this is where I used to go on field trips as a young little child. Yes. Um, Yeah, I was watching with Joe, and I was like, see where this group date is? This is where we went for the Christmas market in December. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was cool. So fun. Well, we should just bring on Gabby now because she was the one to experience it. We can ask her how she felt about playing hockey in Toronto, if she liked it, if she hated it. I just can't wait to have her on. She's been one of my favorites so far. And again, because all of the women keep talking about how fun she is and how just comedic and hilarious she is, I can't wait to speak with her. So... Ladies and gents, without further ado, let's bring on Gabby to Happy Hour. Okay, Gabby, welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour. This is the first time we have you for an extended period of time, and I'm so excited. So just to start us off, how the hell are you? I'm good. Um, It's been like a whirlwind. I'm sure you guys know kind of once the season starts airing and like, you're watching yourself on TV and kind of navigating that whole part of things. So it's been crazy. It's been fun. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm good. Good. It's uh, Serena and I can speak from experience. It's a weird world when you go from filming it and then you come back home and you're back in your real life, your real space, and then it starts to air. It's like this limbo phase where you're like, I don't know what to quite do. I don't know how to act, how people are perceiving me. So it's, it's a lot to take in. Um, but you seem to be handling it very well. So. Oh, I go in and out. I don't want to give you the wrong idea. (laughs) (laughs) You played off well. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. But I think everyone is in the same spot, like you said. So it's nice to kind of have the girls to be able to like relate to. And, um, yeah, it is, it's hard. Also, because I feel like it's still, even though the show's been airing for a while, I still feel like it's pretty, like, early in the season. Mm-hmm. So um, that, too, like, is just kind of, like, there's just a lot of anticipation, a lot to look forward to. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get right into this episode, Gabby, because we have seen a decent amount of you throughout the season. I mean, we've definitely gotten little bits of you on group dates and interviews, but you got the first one-on-one date in Toronto in this episode. How did it feel when you heard your name on that date card? Oh my God. I was actually so overwhelmed and like so grateful. There was kind of a lot was going through my mind, like thinking about it now. Um, I feel kind of like I said, I feel like it's still a little early in the season for, for me, like as a person, it takes me a while to warm up. Um, so especially like in a relationship setting. So I thought my one-on-one happened at like the perfect time, but I was definitely like ready for it. I feel like Clayton and I's connection had kind of started to become stronger, like throughout, um, the group dates and stuff and just the time that we were able to spend with each other, but it is still pretty like just small snippets. Like we didn't get to spend 
an extended period of time. So um, when I heard, well, going to Toronto, it's like at that point, you just like know you want a one-on-one. You're like, I'm into him. I dig it. Like, I just need a chance. Um, so I was hoping that for Toronto and then to have it happen, um, I was like over the moon, so excited, so nervous, like so many emotions, but all the girls were so happy for me. So I think that was mm-hmm. kind of a nice thing too. Um, I start crying. <laughs> it was like real raw emotion. So, well, I thought that moment was so sweet, to be honest, because it's not something that we see enough on this show in this setting where once you got that day card, you were so excited. The women were most of the women besides one were very excited for you but I thought it was so sweet that you thanked them like thank you for being excited for me so what was that like knowing that for the most part you had all of this support behind you it's probably like you were like a girl back in college being like I'm going on a first date with this guy and everyone's like go get him honey we'll have wine waiting for when you get home how was that with all the women and that support oh yeah like a hundred percent um even I mean I felt it really felt so real like I was so excited like I said also really nervous to have you know your kind of best girlfriends at the time with you and being happy for you like it really just meant the whole world and I think that is a big reason why I got so emotional because we're we're kind of in like a weird place at this point like you know um like women are leaving each week you're getting more serious with Clayton so like your your attention is kind of divided um but so you want you're so happy like for yourself I'm like dang I think you know this could really be something with him and I but I care so much about these girls back at home or uh, you know on the couch around me that they've given me so much support and like I don't know like what more could you ask for I honestly just felt like the luckiest person in the whole world then and having gotten so close with most of the girls I knew their reaction was just so genuine like it wasn't forced so I think that's when I was like didn't know what else to do but cry (laughs) (laughs) no that moment was it was a really sweet moment and I think it's Mm -hmm. nice to see those moments to show like hey there's drama but a lot of these girls are amazing women and do care about each other and support one another. I do want to ask a question, though, not to take this wonderful moment and be cynical about it. But I just found it really interesting because on my season, I think like after week one, no joke, into week two, day cards, people were happy and definitely like kind about it. But I think what Matt Arley did was make everyone feel really special. So everyone felt like it could be their name on the day card. And when it wasn't, everyone was like sunken with disappointment. On your season, I could be way off with this question. Did you guys feel like you had as a group, maybe like inclinations about who was potentially getting the date that week? Um, I It's hard because I can't speak for any of the other women. Um, and like, I, I was just starting to get the groove of things, you know, I, um, I really haven't, I think I almost watched the full season of your season with Matt James, but, um, since then I was kind of in and out. So I really didn't know like the whole flow of the show. So I feel like everything was pretty much a surprise to me. Um, and the mansion happened so fast. And then all of a sudden we were traveling and then Rachel and Serene got the one-on-one in Houston. So I was like, okay, this all makes sense. But literally something switched when we got to Toronto. Um, it was kind of more like, holy shit, this is getting real. Like we're, we're, we're discovering a pattern, you know? Um, so I don't know if, if it was, if other women would say like they had an idea about who was going to get picked and stuff next. 
I mean, we, we literally, and I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I feel like all of our women were so incredible. Like walking into the room night one, I'm like, oh, I ain't shit, actually. And I'm actually like so nervous, you know, everyone's super smart, funny, um, beautiful. So it's like, you really just had no idea at that point. Um, and, and you don't see a lot of the conversations with Clayton. So as much as it was a surprise, at least for me, I had felt Clayton and I's relationship kind of building over the last couple of weeks. Um, but our, our dates were a little bit more playful, like less serious compared to the vulnerability dates um, and things like that. So I feel like I was definitely surprised, but I feel like I was ready. And I think some of the other women noticed that too. But just like Matt, it sounds like Serena, you were saying Clayton has a really special way of making everyone feel special. Like when you sit down with him, you feel like you're the only woman in the room. So I think there was a lot of that too. Mm -hmm. I think that you probably did get a date at the perfect time because like you said, when you're in the mansion, it's such a whirlwind. You're just meeting everyone. You're moving into this new place. Drama's starting to happen. You don't quite have your bearings. So when you're finally able to travel and get the feel for your relationship with Clayton and your relationship with the women, it's a good spot at that midpoint to go into and feel like, okay, I've had several conversations with this guy. I know I'm vibing with him, but let's now see if we can make it to the next level. Totally. It seems like you, it seems like you two had a really fun date. Obviously, you were the first person with him to explore Toronto. You went in the helicopter. You played some hockey. So how much fun did you have with him during that day? Yeah, we... Oh, wait, I want to ask, how much fun <laughs> did you have with the dog during the day? Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so cute. I'm oh, like, Gabby really is cute. me. I would be doing the same thing. <laughs> Becca, I thought that I literally thought that. I was like, this girl is Becca. I'm actually so dead that they um aired that because I was like not we were like waiting to kind of start and um mm -hmm. and but yeah, but I think overall, kind of like I said before, a lot of the dates Clayton and I had been on were more like playful and Having a sense of humor is huge to me. I ultimately, the person I end up with, I just want to make sure we can like laugh and laugh throughout all of our days. I think that's something that um, has longevity in it. You know, there's a lot of passion in the beginning of relationships. Like there's so, you know, hot and heavy and attraction. You need all those things, but those are also kind of the first to go to the wayside. So um, personality and humor is huge for me. So knowing that we already kind of had a connection, like a little bit of a flirtatious vibe going on I was like so stoked to see you know if if we could kind of keep it not not only not keep it up but it's like you spending all day with this one person that's kind of a lot of pressure going in so it's like you don't want any like slow moments or boring or what if but that's kind of all life too but I feel like we just so effortless effortlessly had so much fun together I feel like leaving that day I was like oh my god we're like boyfriend girlfriend you know, mm -hmm. and, and I think that was really special because ultimately that's what the show wants to be able to mimic because you want to be successful leaving the show. Right. So, yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I think that like friends first mentality is such a good one because you're right. Like that's what's going to last. If all the, mm -hmm. the passion, and the looks fade away, you know, being able to laugh together is so big. And I feel like yeah. we kind of saw 
you bring out Clayton's goofy side. This was like, he looked just so relaxed in the moment on that date with you, which I really like to see. Um, but I was definitely jealous of the helicopter portion of your date. Have you ever flown in a helicopter before? Um, I haven't. No, I'm like trying to think. I've been in a helicopter before, but it was grounded. So I was, <laughs> yeah, so much different. Thing. Much different. <laughs> yeah, there's like, I think you can kind of tell I'm a little apprehensive. Not that like I'm afraid of heights, but after Susie's date, we like took a helicopter to like land on a yacht and then them jumping off the yacht. I was kind of like, oh my gosh, already having so many nerves and didn't know what I was getting myself into. But it was so much fun. And just as I think I was able to bring out Clayton's goofier, sillier side, he was always like very grounding for me. It was always really easy for me to be myself and be comfortable, even if I knew what was ahead was going to make me uncomfortable. Having him kind of next to me was really helpful. Mm -hmm. So, what what was your favorite part overall day night that you that you experienced with Clayton? Um, I I thought the hockey game was really fun, actually. Even though I'm like not a sports person, <laughs> I'm a no, Gabby. Different. I talk shit about the hockey game at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. We're like, if we I were Gabby, we'd be pissed if we just showed up to this like concrete sidewalk and they're like, hey, play some hockey. <laughs> oh no, naturally, I was like actually pissed off because they, after having done the football date, I'm like, why are they trying to make me do sports? It's just something I don't do. <laughs> but um, we were able to make it super funny and we basically just goofed around the whole time like it wasn't serious. Um, mm -hmm. but I love having an excuse to just like, I'll bitch and complain the whole time. But deep down, I like love, you know, anything that makes you feel like a kid. Um, so that was super fun. And then I think you guys see like us in the hot tub or the pool. That was like really fun. And that was after there was honestly so many good parts of the day. Um, I'm sure that you guys saw, I really opened up to him like on the nighttime portion and I knew I was ready and I wanted to and kind of like I alluded to before he made it such a safe place for me so um after that I kind of felt like a huge weight was lifted not just like for me and my journey but kind of for us like I feel like it brought us so much closer so then we got in the pool after that and it was like it was just so easy so fun and and really natural kind of like what I said earlier he makes me feel so comfortable so it really felt like I was truly dating him like in a relationship and it was the first mm -hmm. glimpse I had had you know since coming on the show so I feel like and then after that I think you can kind of visibly see me like relax and be so much more comfortable around him so I think like the whole experience in in its entirety was um a huge kind of game changer for me Let's get into the evening portion because it seemed like the day you had this great balance. You, of course, had the incredible helicopter, but still some down-to-earth moments. And it seems so lighthearted, so comfortable, so natural. And then you go to dinner and we saw... I think this is probably the first time we saw the more serious side to you where you were able to open up about kind of why you are the way you are, how you were raised. So sitting down, knowing that, okay, I'm about to have this conversation with Clayton, how scary or nerve wracking was that for you? Um, I was really scared. I think like anyone else would be in, in that position. Um, of course, you know, he, I, I, I knew that this was my chance um, to kind of deepen our relationship. And 
I've I've had these conversations with boyfriends before, and you you want to make sure one that you are sharing these things that um, are kind of a, a big part of you that the other person is going to be able to um, not not like handle it, but kind of reciprocate and appreciate it. Like I think so much of what's scary about being vulnerable is you never know how the other person is going to react. So in order to kind of protect yourself and, and have some self-preservation about moving forward, you want to make sure that it is a safe space. And Clayton had definitely proved uh, to be that for me. So I was ready. I was nervous. I think this whole time it, you know, the, se- the season's been airing for a while. So it's like, you know, you should be comfortable with him. Maybe some people are thinking this, I don't know. I'm just like kind of coming up with scenarios, but the time you have to wait also until it feels right. Like, all of our kind of interactions and stuff before had been really light and funny. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's just the way things are. And and I of course want to read the room and I'd never felt comfortable to a place where I'd be like, okay, I just like whatever did all that shit on the lifeguard date. And now I'm going to (laughs) sit down and like talk to you about kind of my childhood. Like it didn't really match up. So I feel like, again, it was the perfect time for me to have a one-on-one and to open up. Um, and I really did feel confident going in that he would receive it well. And that means so much because it's kind of like positive reinforcement. Like, oh, you can you can trust people and they will appreciate where you're coming from and understand how this makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was an incredible moment because you not only share your story, but one part that stuck out and resonated with me and it, I'm sure it did with many viewers is you talked about putting in the work and learning from your childhood and why those moments shaped you into the woman you are today, but then putting in time for therapy and how that helped grow you into the woman that you are now able to be on the show, be able to give your all in a relationship to potentially say yes to a a future and a partnership at the end of this. And I thought that was such a mature standpoint because, you know, every season there's so many different ages, maturity levels on the show. But for, I think you to sit down and talk about, yep, therapy has helped me and this is why, and this is how it shaped me. I think was so important that that viewers will definitely appreciate that. So thank you for sharing that. That was, I can't imagine it was easy, um, but that was a big moment. And so I'm glad that Clayton was able to hear that from you. Did you feel good in his responses to you after sharing all of that? Oh, definitely. Um, which I think there's also something to be said about when when something when someone does have something to share to you that's kind of heavy and big, sometimes there's not always a perfect response. In fact, a lot of times I think there's not. So for me, he kind of understood that and really just gave me space. And I could tell with his body language um, and just his overall demeanor that he in that moment, he knew he there was nothing really right of him to say, but he just like allowed me to say it and made me feel really safe. So I think that's really the best thing that anyone can do for someone in this situation. And then he said some really nice, like heartfelt things afterwards to where I knew that not only was he kind of processing it, but he, he wanted to kind of reciprocate and give me some validation, um, which was huge in that moment. I mean, in, in the bigger context of things, I'm here kind of showing all of like my deepest, darkest innards while there's however many women still here, you know, at home, but, but you take that chance and, and he made me feel really good doing that. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think we've seen that kind of theme. We've heard a lot of women say that he really made you guys feel safe, which I think is such a wonderful quality. And I think it was really beautiful seeing you open up and be vulnerable. And you just came across so um, confident and self-aware and mature in your delivery. Oh, thank um, you. So I really commend you for that. And I... I'm pro therapy. Also, I love therapy. I think it's the best thing. Ever. Oh, amen. Same. <laughs> yes. Um, and I don't I don't on. think we hear enough about that on the show. So right. I think that it was great to kind of have that advocacy moment. I do want to ask you a question. I'm taking so long to get to it. Um, but welcome to my world, Serena. <laughs> I know. In fact, I'm turning to you. You've been so talking to me for too long. <laughs> but um, you discussed um so when we saw you uh, discuss this with Clayton, you started off by sharing um, how you are good at giving love but not receiving love and why that has um, – why you are like that. And I just want to know because I thought that was such a brave and almost important thing to share with a partner. Is that something that you have always shared in relationships? Yeah, I think so. And kind of going back to the therapy talk, which like – there's so many layers and um, I feel like we're lucky to live in an age where we have a ton of resources and um, there's actually, you know, a ton of like research and education out there to, to help people and what they've gone through and stuff. Um, so I, but I just like, just, I don't want to act like I know everything, whatever. This is like very specific to me, but therapy kind of teaches you a lot about why you are the way you are. And knowing that there's reasoning and where it came from is huge for processing and growing and learning. So um, kind of initially going to therapy, I was like, I know something's off, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like the way that um, I interact in my romantic relationships, even friendships at times too, I kind of have a hard time fully trusting. Um, but therapy was able to give me some, some insight and educate me on because, you Growing up, um, I kind of go into this on the show. My my mom and I kind of had an atypical relationship. My parents were pretty young having us. Um, my parents divorced early, and my dad was active duty, so he wasn't always around in the military. Um, and so my, my mom was working two jobs, kind of. She did the best she could, basically. But I, I had to learn how to be my own parent at a young age. So there's a lot of like self-protection and self-preservation in that moving forward as a child. Um, so I think that has kind of led me to be like, I can give. I feel comfortable giving because um, that's less scary to me than receiving something that may or may not be true or that maybe could be taken away later. Or what, mm -hmm. what does receiving love actually mean? Because when I was younger, it was a little muddled. Um, so that had kind of helped me, you know, move forward and share those things with Clayton kind of from a more objective standpoint. I do get emotional, of course, um, but I'm kind of learning how to process things and take it more objectively instead of emotionally. So I think mm -hmm. oh, that, and, and it has in common in my prior relationships, but I honestly didn't know that much about it until recently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't want to speak for you because everyone's situation is so vastly different, but it, 
you know, I can speak from my personal experience, you know, if you're more of a nurturer, it's sometimes weird when that comes back to you. You don't quite know how to process and handle it. Um, but you mentioned just putting in so much time and work to get to this place that you are now, which is an incredible place to be. And of course, there's always going to be growth that can happens in life. But do you have any advice for people out there who might be struggling with a similar situation? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> that is really nice that you think I could ever give advice. <laughs> I honestly try and always steer clear. Um, but I think for me, it's just like, um, I, one, knowing like you're not alone. I know it sounds so cliche, but going to therapy, I think really helps open that door. That's like we've kind of, and, and also every experience is different and each person has a different amount of resilience um, that you're able to kind of execute towards these situations. So even though the same thing that could happen to me, maybe could happen to someone else, but they have a completely different response and that's okay. Kind of um, validating your own experience and knowing that it is okay. And you, that you feel these way this way and like you can work towards it. Um, I, I think just, kind of having the attitude and and courage to kind of figure it out and learn that it's not a bad thing. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, yeah, when I preach it to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, I think that it was amazing that we got to see so many more sides of you in this episode. We've seen that fun, goofy, playful side. Um, but there's, I think you you actually said this a couple episodes ago. You're like, I'm an onion. I have layers. Um, and I feel like we've really gotten to see that kind of unfold. So it was a really beautiful episode to kind of have you share your story. But it wasn't all, you know, it was playful and then it got serious. And then we did have some really wonderful romantic moments. We did see you tell Clayton that you were falling for him. How did that feel? Um, I mean, it, it feels like so good. I think looking back on this episode um, and my time there, it really truly felt like all of the good things that are special about the beginning of a relationship. I mean, you, you have butterflies, um, just kind of emotions are crazy, like probably hormones. I mean, all this wild shit is happening <laughs> like in real time that mm-hmm. makes you feel so light and it's fun, you know, kind of being in a new relationship and having these feelings. So as much, and I'm like, I, my love language is definitely not words of affirmation. I'm much, I can like, spend quality time and and I'm pretty like physically affectionate but uh, I've never been good with my words <laughs> so actually verbalizing it was scary but also it felt like so good you know just to be able to share this with somebody and kind of see that the process can work I think initially I came in as a skeptic um which I feel like we kind of all should have making like a huge leap of faith in a, in a scenario and environment like this I need to maintain kind of a semblance of myself. So uh, that's also a reason I think why I wasn't comfortable kind of opening up all the way at first because I was still testing the waters. I'm like, what is actually mm-hmm. going on here, you know? Um, but then <laughs> I think after after that date with him, I felt really confident and I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, we're doing it. I have feelings. It seems like, you know, he was able to reciprocate them as well. So it really just felt so good and it felt so real, which I think is important. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned this process actually works because you will soon find out that's one of the main questions that anyone that's a fan of the show will ask you. Like, does it actually work? Is it real? And so... I mean, Serena can speak for her, for herself. She has a ring to prove it. It is real. Yeah. Um, but no, but I, I, what I want to say to that question, just before you ask yours, Becca, is real to me is like someone's experience. Like my experience was real. Like mm-hmm. whether, like yes, it's an edited TV show, but like my day to day experience and like what I live on a day to day, that's real. Like right. yeah. everything I experience is real. So it's just always a funny question to me when people are like, but is the show real? It's like, yeah. well, my experience yeah. was real right. and it works for people <laughs> because people are married. People are having babies. <laughs> people are in relationships. It's yeah, it's it's like, how do you describe what is real to someone or not? Um, I want to do this because I feel like especially after this week, Clayton is going to get a lot of backlash just for keeping Shanae around for all of the drama that is still penetrating throughout the, I want to say the house, but now the hotel that you're in. So what are, let's build him up a bit. What are the top three qualities or things that you know that you love about Clayton or that makes you feel special? Anything. Let's just hype him up. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, Totally. Um, which I also think it's important to know. I mean, watching back and seeing Shanae's interviews, we're shocked about like what Mm -hmm. was said and actually, um, what her kind of motives and ulterior motives were. So I think it's, it's new for everyone almost to, to an extent. And especially Clayton, I mean, he, he was kind of, um, I know we kind of tried to give him some insight and stuff, but also there was a sense of like, well, I don't want to meddle too much because I actually don't know truly what's going on. And like, this is about finding love. So like, who knows, you know, maybe like their connection is actually over the moon. And like, there was like lots of confusion. So I do wish people would have a little more grace, not saying that any of Shanae's actions are like, right. Um, But I think he's, he is, he's just super genuine. Like, he is just a really good person. I think in that strives, or is that the word? No, no, no. I don't know. (laughs) But that is like what he ultimately just like wants to do, you know, like wants to navigate, like and make good decisions as a, as a good person. And I think he really um, exudes that in, in person when you're with him, he always kind of just left a huge comforting space for whoever um, he was speaking with, he always made you feel like you're the only girl in the room. Like nothing was like dumb or no conversation was off topic. He was down to like talk about anything, which I think is great. Um, and like he does, he has a great sense of humor. Like he's always down to have fun. He's just a really fun person to be around. But um, I think you can also like trust him, you know, I, he would never on purpose hurt anyone's feelings. Like there's just right. not a malicious bone in his body. So I think that's three. I love I mean, that. Yeah. I, that's good. I think we need to do that more often, especially whether it's with the lead or any contestant, just because this world is crazy. You get love, you get hate, and it's just good to remember, like, he was chosen as the lead for a reason, and we got to keep that at the forefront. Um One thing that I want to ask you about, and kind of going back to – what you had just said about this is Clayton's and everyone's first time really seeing how Shanae was behind the scenes in her ITMs and in her interviews. You 
had some sort of relationship with her. You obviously lived with her for weeks. What is that like now when you're at home watching these episodes and hearing her call you all bitches? And and I hate that word. I hate that I keep saying it too, but I'm just using what she's saying. Like she uses these derogatory terms towards all of you women. She just has a lot of nasty things to say. So how do you feel after living with her and hearing those things that she's saying? Um, for me, I feel honestly tricked. I think a lot of us really tried to give her benefit of the doubt time after time again, because in our minds, it's like, well, maybe, you know, there has to be a reason why she's sticking around. We weren't privy to a lot of her conversations, you know, with Elizabeth, but, you know, knowing, um, nobody should weaponize mental health against someone. Um, and at times it seems like Shanae would kind of come back from that be friendly to us in the house it she was kind of hinting that maybe there's like change on the horizon so I think each new place we went we were like okay this is you know this is when Shanae's going to figure it out and be nice to us or like you know kind of always give her space and a chance for redemption but then watching her interviews knowing that she was on purpose manipulating the situation and maybe telling us one thing and completely thinking another when we know this is going to be aired on national television. People will see the full story because you can't hide it. So I guess like the the confidence and security she had being a complete different way to the women versus Clayton, I just felt like kind of tricked, you know, I'm like, damn, I feel dumb for trying to stick up for your ass, you know, but like, I think that's being in that situation when you're in such a bubble and that's how good the women are in the house. We didn't want to have this drama. We didn't want to like have these strong negative feelings towards someone. Cause I think the hardest part for me being there and watching back was she was taking time away from other phenomenal women who also deserve a chance at finding love. But because there was so much drama and so much attention given to that, I mean, women went under the radar, maybe didn't have a, like as big of a chance as they had to, to connect with Clayton because this was clouding the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, you guys constantly giving her a chance and trying to see the best in her speaks to your character and her interviews speak to her character. Yep. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah. I felt so bad for you, Gabby, when the end of the episode <laughs> hit and it was you, Genevieve and Shanae just stuck in this us together literally i know we spent like well it was so crazy actually that whole week was like a whirlwind because you know we got there and i got the we like whatever see the place read the date card and i'm the first date of the week so i'm like holy shit kind of on a different wavelength than that like thinking about myself and like do i get to change i don't like my outfit (laughs) um and then i was thinking about that i would be the same (laughs) oh my god yeah and they're like no and i was like (laughs) but um but then the whole week kind of got so crazy I came home kind of late coming back from the one-on-one I was in a completely different world you know I was like oh I'm in love and like but there was like (laughs) kind of attention in the house I was like what is going on here and um the next day I mean when was the last two-on-one like oh kind of a long time ago right well, I, my season had a two-on-one. Oh, it did. Did, did Michelle's have one? 
Uh, no, I don't think Michelle's had one. Okay. But Michelle would send people home, like, literally within, like, four minutes of the drama starting. I don't yeah. think they had a chance That's to do true. the two-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. She's a real one for that. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that, like, that it would maybe happen, you know? And then the next day, the girls, like, who were going on the other date were all dressed up. And then me, Genevieve, and Shanae are still in our sweats. And I was like, oh, no, something weird's <laughs> happening here. And then we, you know, spent, like, the whole week basically together kind of in the house while the other girls were on their date. So it was hard at that point. Honestly, um, Shanae did just really keep her distance from everyone. So I just felt bad for my friend Genevieve. I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. You know, you have to go through all this. And you're subject to this basically because she became a target because she was sticking up for Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you know, well, that's something I want to ask about because I mean, before you hopped on Serena and I did a quick little recap and we obviously talked about all of the Shanae drama and that's, I think everyone's focus right now, especially with the two on one is Shanae, but poor Genevieve is here. She seems very confused of like why she's there when I obviously the kind of piece it together from the week before of like you just said her sticking up for Elizabeth but she I honestly I was like none of these women belong on the two-on-one with Shanae at this point it just seems weird and it's like he just had to pick somebody and poor Genevieve was you know the the victim of this but how was she feeling? Because from what we saw, Shanae seemed confident. She had a plan. She said that she had rehearsed her script of what oh she wanted God, to forgot. say. Oh my God, she said that. Yeah, she's like, I wrote down what I want to say. And she practiced I wrote it. down my script. I rehearsed it in the mirror. And then, so, and then on the whole other end of the spectrum is Genevieve being like, I don't quite know why I'm here. This is weird. What am I supposed to do? So, and it sounds like you were closer with Genevieve. So how was she, like, where was her mindset going into that day? I think Genevieve was really level-headed about everything and like, honestly, good for her. Um, Cause I was nervous. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. You only see, you don't see both sides of things. So when we were like, who's going to come home? I wasn't going to be surprised if Shanae came home. I mean, she made it this far. Of course I would be upset, but I was truly terrified on what was going to mm -hmm. happen. But um, Gen Genevieve was honestly so good about it. I, I think she had such a good attitude going in. You know, she's not as loud as Shanae, um, but but kind of could almost see like the the forest trees from the forest. Was I saying forest? <laughs> Whatever she could see clearly, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and like good on her because I would be freaking out. And I think Genevieve was just like, "Look, I'm gonna be myself. I'm gonna tell the truth, and that's like all I can do." Which is true. Like, you can only tell your side of things. Um, mm -hmm. And then ultimately, it was up to Clayton. So, but we all really felt for her. Like, the mood in the house was so somber. It's just getting out of control. We're seeing a lot of negativity. And yeah. But I mean, I'm curious. I mean, I'm hopeful. I'll say that, that next week, the two on one ends the way that we would all like to see it end. But we've got one more question for you, Gabby, and then we're going to play a fun Bachelor Happy Hour game with you. If you could describe the rest of Clayton's season without spoiling too much in only three words, what would they be? Um, twist and turns. <laughs> I, I love that. that. I like that. I love that. We've yeah. never gotten someone to give a phrase before. It's that always like three best. individual words. Twists and turns. That's amazing. Yeah. Gabby, you are a clever, clever woman. 
I love that. Yeah, it, it, usually people are like, um, journey or <laughs> yeah. love. Emotional. I love yeah, I love the twists and turns. It was all I of mean, that too, but... <laughs> This whole entire season so far has been that. So I have, I, I can imagine it keeping up. Um, we're going to get into the game, but I just have to ask this because we've talked about Shanae in this drama for so long. Has she, because I know there's always a group chat with all of the girls and the guys too on each season. Has she apologized at this point to anyone for anything? Not, not that ever? I'm aware. No. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, Women Tell All is coming up in a in a few weeks, so that will be very interesting. Yeah. Until then, Miss Gabby, let's get into our game. We play this with all of our guests, so it's basically rapid fire bachelor superlatives. So we're gonna give you uh, most likely two dot dot dot, and then you just have to give us the woman in Clayton's group of women who it would apply to. All right, Gabby, who is most likely to get the party started? Um, I would say Marlena. Okay. Yeah, she's I think, fun. And, and let me just say, you can say yourself for some of these too, okay? Okay. Who is most likely to get the ladies laughing? Oh, well, I don't want to say myself, but so many other people have said it. So. <laughs> say <laughs> you yourself. You have to say yourself. Um, I will say Marlena's hilarious too. So, again, everyone's honestly so funny. We would just, like, laugh our ass off all the time. But um, yeah. I, I'll say it, me. Okay, nice. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who is the best cook? Kate. Oh, my God. She would always, like, whip something up for us. Yeah. I, I liked Kate. She, went she was too gone too early. soon. Yes. Way too soon. Totally agree. <sighs> Who's the first person to wake up in the morning? Um, I'm like, I don't know, because it definitely wasn't me. Honestly, probably Melina. Like, yeah. We've heard that before, too. Yeah, yeah. we heard she was a workout beast. Mm-hmm. He is. He's very um, balanced. Okay. Most likely to be named Miss Congeniality. Um, Susie. Mm-hmm. That's that a common one. one, too. Yeah. Best smile in the house. Oh, my gosh. Serene has a great smile. She goes from I feel like you all have ear. great smiles. <laughs> Yeah, lots of good teeth in this group of women. Is that a is that a weird thing to <laughs> no, say? They're all nice and shiny white. They're, yeah. Yes, get some Colgate ads up in here. On Seriously, yeah. Yeah. all those Listerine strips. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna read this as an ad next week, Serena. Probably, <laughs> absolutely. All right, best dressed. Um, let's see, best dressed. I want to say Rachel has really good style. I feel she does. She's I, had some yeah. really good looks. I feel like a yeah. I mean, honestly, all the girls we were all switching clothes like left and right. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I have to ask you this: Did you wear um, Eliza's dress? Oh, yeah, this week. Okay, because uh-huh. <laughs> I was looking at it and I was like, oh, I really like that outfit. And I was like, I think Eliza wore this in episode too. <laughs> I know. Wait, what one was it? The white it was one? the no, it was the nude one that was like the one strap. It was yes. the week she didn't get the one on one. Um, but I only picked up on it because A, I do the fashion recaps, and B, we used to do that all the time on our season mm-hmm. two. Maggie actually got sent home in Rachel's dress on my season, and they had to like get it and bring it back to her. Yeah. Oh my god. That was the yeah. best part. It's just it's like a rotating closet each week. And for the most part, everyone's willing to share. It's so nice. Because mm-hmm. I need all the help I can get. Okay. Mm-hmm. Biggest gossip. Um, oh, well, 
I mean, Cassidy, I feel (laughs) that's like going too, too far back, but yeah, no, it works. Okay. (laughs) Most likely to steal Clayton first at a cocktail party. Um, I mean, Cassidy, we all got PTSD from that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who was the first to go to bed? Um, Susie is always sleeping. So probably her. I don't blame her. Yeah. Yeah. Those nights are exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Who is the messiest? Ooh, you guys are asking hard ones, kind of. Um, I honestly, I would probably say me. I don't know. You'd, I'd like go into a new hotel and it looked like I'd been there for years. <laughs> just automatically like throw up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Who is most likely to be found lounging by the pool? Oh, um, me. I did ask right away if there was a cap on how much time we could spend in the pool. <laughs> I think somebody said you Someone for this did one say too. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and last but not least, who is most likely to be a bridesmaid in your wedding? Oh, oh my God, that's so sweet. Can I name everybody? I um, cannot. One name. <laughs> <laughs> Give us two or three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say Susie, Marlena, and um, let I know it's so hard. Oh my god! Um, I know. <laughs> like I don't want to piss anyone off. If I know. I'm this. like what's this? Hunter. Really, it's like, I Tessa, Kate, Marlena. <laughs> just keep going. I really like Hunter. Hunter. I do, too. do you say Hunter? I think she's so underrated. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't she's end like up with Clayton, enough screen time. I, I want her. I want her in paradise, and I want to see more of her. Oh, I agree. She's well, great. Let me ask you this: At your future wedding, will you serve shrimp cocktail? Yes or no? Okay, you're asking the wrong girl because I love shrimp cocktail. <laughs> I do. I do too, but I feel like it's getting tainted for me. Honestly, I can't no, even Becca. say the word shrimp in my head. I'm like, what does it even mm-hmm. mean anymore? It's completely lost its meaning as a shellfish. The amount of DMs that I've gotten from people just sending me like a sh- p- picture of a shrimp or like grocery shopping <laughs> and seeing the box of shrimp or the bag of shrimp. I'm like, you guys, I'm not even on this season. Don't send it to me. <laughs> I know. Everyone's really running with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you you know that if anyone's on Paradise from this season, that's going to be like their intro is them eating shrimp or something with shrimp um okay gabby before we let you go we're all gonna go around and share our rose and thorns so basically what we thought was the best moment i mean for serena and i will do the best and our least favorite moment of the week but you can do so far this entire season if you want since you lived it so to kick it off i'm gonna say my rose of the week oh god can i give two of course okay i have to give a shout out to my girl marlena her roast was impeccable. The delivery was on point. Like everything about it was so good. We didn't talk about it in the recap, and I should have. Yeah, but we did not talk about the roast enough. That was a great date. Her, I was so much fun yeah. watching that. I was so pissed I wasn't on it. Obviously stoked I was on the one-on-one, but then when they read the group date card, I wasn't there, and they were like, "We think we're going on a roast," and uh, I was so upset. But Marlena, <laughs> I'm so pissed, Marlena. We were roommates. Um, in Toronto and she came home from the roast at like 3 a.m. and she like pulled out her notebook and she was like you want to hear it I was like I gotta hear it all she did so good and she opened the roast too which really set the bar high I was like shit they should have saved her for last because she was so good but 
that was one of my roses. My second rose was our favorite actress, Meryl Streep, was dropped in the episode again because, I mean, she was compared to Shanae, which I will not say Shanae is that good of an actress, but she's okay. But I just love that <laughs> for some reason, Bachelor Nation, you know, Meryl Streep is now part of us, even yeah, though she probably Greg doesn't want to be. <laughs> Greg mentioned Meryl Streep. Yes. I totally on the forgot about that. And then she that just keeps so on funny. coming back. Um my Meryl fans out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My thorn of the week is um, probably the fact for the two-on-one that those girls looked freezing, and I would have been miserable if I was on that date next to the cold asphalt. I've been there, and I can confirm it was definitely freezing. Because yeah. in the summer, it's cold because oh, it's yeah. freezing water. Oh, I bet. Um, okay, my rose is going to have to be seeing – my city on the screen for the episode. It was so fun for me to watch you guys run around Toronto. And I'm also going to say I felt like this was the most relaxed we've seen Clayton yet, just in his connections with the women um, on the dates. I think he's really kind of like those nerves maybe have kind of settled down and I like seeing that side of him. And then my thorn is going to be Shanae's fake tears. I felt like they were fake when I was watching them. She confirmed it in her interview. And to me, it is just such a cheap move. And I did not enjoy it. Yeah, I remember as it was happening, I was like, who made her do this? (laughs) This was not her idea. Who pulled out the eye drops? Right. But she did it. But she still did it. She could have said no. Yeah. Uh, All right, Gabby, give us your rose and thorn. Um, I think my rose is definitely just my one-on-one. I think um, it gave me a chance to really open up and kind of show other sides of me, which I was um, really excited to do and kind of looking for the opportunity. And I think it it is like a jumping off point for Clayton and I's relationship. Um and I agree, Serena, like he also, we were also noticing how like more relaxed and kind of comfortable in the role he started to become. So I think that was really fun to see. And then my thorn will always be just watching my friend, like some of my friends go home every week, each rose ceremony. I'm like sobbing. Um, Cause I, I do, I hold my girlfriends and my friendships so tight. So it was just so emotional, kind of like a little piece of you leaves, you know? like your comfort yeah. and safety net. So that that was always my thorn. I have to ask you this before we let you go. Who was a better kisser, Clayton or that cute little dog? <laughs> I thought you were going to say the pillow. <laughs> Me too. And I'm like, I've said it once, I'll say it again, the pillow. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll have to give it to Clayton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope okay. so. <laughs> yeah. I don't. My favorite part was when you were petting, you were laying on the ground petting the dog, and then Clayton came up and started petting the dog's head, and then started petting your head. I'm like, I know, and I was like, <laughs> no, not the time. <laughs> like I'm busy You're running like, a don't with the interrupt dog. Me, right. this is not a two on one. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, Gabby, it has been such a pleasure having you. You are one of our favorites. We were so excited that we could finally get you this week, especially after your monumental one-on-one. So thank you for joining Happy Hour, and we hope to see so much more of you. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, thank you for coming. Oh, it was so great meeting you guys. Thank you. I really like Gabby. I knew I I was going to like her before she came on, but the fact that she loves dogs just as much as me and doesn't like 
sports and is not athletic, I'm like, she is a woman after my own She's heart. She's your soulmate. She truly is. <laughs> if it doesn't work out with Clayton, it doesn't work out with Thomas. Move over, fellas. It's me and Gabby. <laughs> no, I really liked her, too. I really enjoyed our interview with her. She just, I feel like what you see is what you get with her. Like, everything we've seen of her on the show, that energy just came right through on this podcast as well. And, mm-hmm. yeah, she's just, she's a very beautiful, confident woman. I really yeah. Loved having her. Yeah. Back to, I think you had mentioned this earlier, but her self-awareness is, it's so good and so refreshing to see, especially on this show, on this show. And so I'm glad we were able to have her. She's welcome back anytime. Um, I don't know how far she makes it. I don't know if we'll see her at Women Tell All, if if we'll see her on the finale, who knows. But all I know is I want to see more of that one. So, Serena, thank you for doing this again with me this week. A huge thank you to Gabby for being here. But the biggest thank you goes out to all of our Bachelor Happy Hour listeners because we could not do this without you each and every week. And I've said it before many a time, but I'm going to say it again as a reminder. We are still casting for both The Bachelor and Bachelorette. So if you know of somebody great that you think should be on the show, or if you even just want to name nominate yourself, you can head to bachelornation.com slash apply. Also, be sure to hit us up on social. You can follow us at at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And from there, you'll find everything you need to know to follow us on Twitter and TikTok. And if you don't know, now you know that Bachelor Happy Hour is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. You can listen ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next week. Adios. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. 
take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 